Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Not only have I been the owner of Mint Mobile for the last few years, I've also been a customer. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for $15 a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities, so do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Not only have I been the owner of Mint Mobile for the last few years, I've also been a customer. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for $15 a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities, so do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Don't do that. Willie was talking about pride and how men, men carry a bunch of pride. Women... I'm going to call you out. You do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You go, wait, what? okay, um, really? <laughs> calm down. Calm down. So women, you do the same thing, you know, and I'll admit it, I do that too. And so it's bringing it back and recognizing, wait a minute. What do I want the end result to look like? girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy-to-use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, welcome to Empowered and Unapologetic. I'm your host, Veronica Cisneros. I am super excited for today's episode because I invited no one else, no one other than my sexy ass husband, Willie. Hey, babe. Hey, what's up, everybody? All right, so today, I'm not going to lie. I don't know where this conversation is going to go. You probably are going to hear us argue. You probably are going to hear us coming back from an argument. Who knows? 
let's just see where this goes. And the reason why I'm being so candid is because a lot of you guys have been asking me questions with this masterclass that's coming up, you know, the masterclass being three simple steps to connect and communicate with your husband. With that, with that masterclass coming up, you guys are asking me a whole bunch of questions of how did I lose my spark? How do I communicate with my husband? How do I prevent a conversation, you know, going from just a simple conversation to now we're not even talking and we're avoiding each other. And so I wanted to have Willie on here because one, I think it's awesome that he's here and I get to, I get to do this episode while staring at his fine ass. But then two, you guys get to hear it from a men's perspective. I'm not going to lie. He's going to give me the crazy eyes in like 5.2 seconds because I'm totally going to put his ass on the spot. Totally going to put his ass on the spot. Yeah, it's going to be fine. You'll be, you'll be okay, honey. You'll be okay. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> so, yeah. No? Yeah? yeah? It's happening? It's happening. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So, what do us women need to know about men? What do we need to know about men? Like, what are you guys not telling us when we argue? Like, and I want you to be completely honest because you know I have a lot of men that I, I, I provide therapy for, a lot of men as clients. And one thing I hear over and over, and this is just to kind of prep you on how real we're getting. One thing I hear over and over is I literally just shut down because their ass is going to yell anyway. So why even say anything? I agree. <laughs> Okay, you could have like paused a little longer. I did. It was like 0.5 seconds. 0.52 seconds. 0.5, okay. So, okay, so when you say that, I can already hear the women that are listening to this get pissed off because it's like, okay, wait a minute. The only reason why I'm yelling at you is because if you would have done it the first time, second time, shit, even the fifth time, we wouldn't be in this predicament. I have to tell you over and over and over for you to help me around the house. That's the problem. Okay, let's go there. You're telling me. If there's kids involved, you tell kids. You don't tell your husband. So how do we get you, you to do shit? I don't tell you. How do we get you to do stuff? Your husband is your partner. Yeah. And you should be talking to, talking with him, yeah. not talking at him. He's not a five-year-old, nor should okay. he be treated like a five-year-old. Because if you want a five-year-old, that's when you get a five-year-old argument okay. that goes back and forth. And that's the problem with this because I, that's where a lot of arguments start is because – or the the man clams up because he's like, if I say something, now all of a sudden, you know, then she starts either getting offensive and wants to argue. Like it just goes back and forth or it's, well, why are you yelling at me now? That all started because of the the approach. So you're saying because of our approach. Mm -hmm. The thing is, if I come at you nice, and I'm not talking about us. Yeah. Well, kind of. You know what? No, fuck it. Let's go. If I come at you nice, mm -hmm. it might it might work, mm -hmm. right? It might work. So I'm going to give you a prime example, and we're totally going to go here. Go that smoke detector that's outside of this bedroom. It's completely fine. Okay, so let's let's go there. Like for me, when I look at it, we, okay, ladies, we, you don't know we what we're talking go, about. We we're go, we're going to we go, go there. We're going to go there. All right. Shit, I covered last night. I covered just five minutes ago. I <laughs> All right. So we're totally going to go there because mm -hmm. I want them to hear us. If we argue, we argue. But I want I want them. I'm not saying we're going to argue perfectly. I'm not saying that. But I want them to hear like where we go and how we get there. Mm -hmm. So a primary complaint is, you know, let's say for me, smoke detector. Because it's not up. I go into, you put it up? I put a replacement up. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Really, honey? Mm -hmm. All right. We, we're about to take a break. <laughs> we're going to take a commercial break. Kids earmuffs, because it's about to go down in the Cisneros house. You did, baby? Yes. Oh, okay. So before, though. Okay. Damn, I can't even be mad at you anymore. You try to find something. <laughs> I don't want to. I just want to have the sex. <laughs> As do I. <laughs> Okay, damn, bad, bad, bad argument. You guys, what's happening, okay. there was a story there. So let's let's stay there for okay. a minute, all right? Go so ahead. Let's pretend go, it's not done. You've let's, asked yes, numerous let's times. Yes, let's pretend it's not I, done. I want you to get this done. Damn, done, baby, done, I'm done, like, done, it's done, like, done, like holy shit, baby. I'm not kidding, like, naked in like 5.2 seconds. Let's do it. So, 
<laughs> anyway. Make a podcast. Make a podcast. Can you imagine? Ooh. <laughs> we wouldn't talk at all. I mean, maybe. <laughs> okay, so back to the damn smoke detectors. Getting on here. Um, I go, my head goes into, there's going to be a fire. That one damn smoke detector isn't going to detect the damn fire. And we're all going to die. You don't see it that way. No. Why not? Because I've taken precautions to get shit done that you didn't consider, like putting fire um, fire extinguishers. Oh, yeah, but that's not going to help me when it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. And my it is when you are not having to run through fire and you can instead Okay, so this it. is where we're at. Or yeah. there's a fire alarm that's been replaced already. And but when it wasn't, it. but when, when it, it wasn't, wasn't yes. So, oh yeah. When it wasn't, then yeah, there's definitely, I wouldn't say a, a um, an extreme danger, mm-hmm. but there's just, I mean, there's things to consider that, yeah, you want to make sure that you're always safe, but you weren't, and that it, but you didn't the, the, at the, the time perception is that you just don't care. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. I don't know if we're going to be able to record this whole damn thing. Cause you're saying yes. From, yes. From, from you to me or like your perception of me is that I just don't care. You don't give a shit. Yes. You would, you're okay with I, us dying because yes. all you want to do is get your ass to bed and go to bed. That's all you want to do. All you want to do is brush your teeth, yeah. get ready to bed, and then maybe kiss the kids. Mm-hmm. But your main goal is to get in that bed, probably have sex, which isn't going to happen because that smoke detector wasn't up. Now it is, but before it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just go to sleep, check out. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like, we're all going to die. I go into this catastrophic mode where mm-hmm. I start extremes. these complete extremes. Mm-hmm. And so when I, anytime I would walk up the stairs and see that damn smoke detector, I swear to God, I wanted to throat punch you. I'm just being honest, like mm-hmm. totally being real. I wanted to throat punch you because it's like, dude, he doesn't give a shit about us. And at 10, he, 11 o'clock at night, believe me, I want to throat punch the shit out of you too. Really? Why are you saying that for? What's going on? What did I do? <laughs> because that's when you're asking me. To fix a goddamn fire. Oh. So, so that is the time when you're bringing it up, not earlier on in the day. Like, say if it was a Saturday. Wait a minute, would you really and, throw punch me? Like, no, I wouldn't. Okay, punch you. Well, you better say that loud because I mean, now uh, we have domestic violence. <laughs> <laughs> now we got a whole domestic violence case. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but yeah, like when when there's an opportune time to do it at an at a an an hour that is it's it's fitting to be able to do it at. When there's daylight, um, stuff like that. Yeah. Versus doing it when your husband is like half dead, ready to go to sleep, tired as hell. Yeah. Or even after coming home from a really long day of work. But that's then, when I remember. Then, then that's a problem. That's if so. Let's talk, priority, yeah. Let's go there. If it's not a priority early on, and if it's not like something that absolutely has to get done, it is a priority. As soon as he gets home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then why can't you tell him at that time? Because I didn't see it. it. Then that's a problem. You I didn't got, see it until when it, I was up going upstairs it, and I was like, okay, issue. wait a minute. If, this it's, guy... if it's that much of an issue, yeah, then make it an issue earlier versus waiting until the end of the day. And then it's just a lingering issue that's just one day turns into two, two turns into four and so on and so on. And it just continues to be this eyesore that you see right before you go to bed or when you hear, hear the chirping in the house yeah. and you realize you're on the second floor and that chirping's coming from the first floor and the furthest part away from your house. And you're just like, screw it. I'm going to go to sleep with that damn chirping noise. That's how on. you are. Yeah. I'm like, screw it. I don't give a shit. I'll go to sleep with that. With so that how, so help me understand. Because, because I know that we have other, other fire alarms uh. in this house and that's just one. And I, yes, I could have done it earlier, but I totally forgot. And I got to get that done. Cause it's, uh, it's bothering me too. You guys, but I, I love that to, you said but that. I will go to sleep with that because I am just at that point. I'm just so freaking tired and exhausted. And I may, I may do it just because I'm so irritated by the sound. If I'm a light sleeper, I may just go do it and, and take care of it. Um, but it's just, it's those things where, um, what's how does this saying go? Um, this an emergency, no, an emergency on your part doesn't constitute one on mine. Ugh, I hate when you say that. I love it because it's true. But I also don't like it. So what you're basically telling me, because I want to make sure I understand it. It's not that you don't think it's a priority. You know, it's a priority. Yes. However, it's not a, if that were, from my understanding, if that was the only smoke, um, smoke alarm in the house, that would definitely be an issue. Ah, okay. So see, 
I'm glad we were able to have this discussion because for me, it is the only damn smoke alarm in this house. You know why? Because I don't hear the other alarms chirping or I don't see the other alarms disassembled. In that moment, in that moment, I think my kids are going to die. My husband doesn't care. I should probably leave his ass. He's on right there. Why are you pointing? Why are you pointing it out? Why are you putting me on blush right now? Okay. He's pointing out the one that's literally right over our room. And there is, there is a fire detector in every single one of our kids' rooms, every single part of this house. This was one. Mm -hmm. So I have to admit, I let all of that fear and all of that distorted thinking, which is that catastrophic thinking, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I let that get in the way to where it, it caused me to be angry at you and pissed at 11 o'clock at night. And so I get, I got to that mode, but now kind of hearing what you're saying, it's like, ah, you actually do care. Uh You do care about us and you do love us. And it's so crazy because for us women, we, a lot of us, and I hear this with my clients, a lot of us forget that you actually care about us because we want, we want you to care the way we care for you. And so can you say that again, what you said about your An emergency on your part does not constitute one of my. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, like in the heat of the moment, don't ever say, <laughs> I'm just trying to watch out for you. <laughs> but like I can, in the heat I of can the... say another one. No, don't, you, you, you did enough. You, you did enough. <laughs> but like. Failure to plan is a plan to fail. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now you're going into marine lingo. All right. So. A failure. No, what did you say? Okay, I'm I like try to just, the minute I hear it, I like literally try it. It's trying to register, but it's like, no, it doesn't compute. Flesh it out. An emergency Flesh on it. your part doesn't constitute one on mine. An emergency on your part doesn't constitute an emergency on mine. Yeah. Would you say that this goes for things that I see as really important, but you don't see as important as I do? Yeah. Okay. Cause this is another that, thing to me is, is a, is perspective. It's all about perspective. Yeah, I agree. Because what you find is important or you're interested in or you want to get done right then and there yeah. is because that's what is important to you. Those are the things that are on your agenda and your priorities versus your spouse may have some totally different and wants, needs, desires, whatever it is. And so it's just being able to communicate those things to one another to say that, like, look, I, I know you have this going on. But we also have to get this done. Yeah. This is, it's been like this for a while. Case in point, we had a party this weekend. Yeah. And we had people that were going to be outside, people that were going to be washing their hands and stuff. And I had to get a pipe fixed on a, um, a plumbing area outside our house. Yeah. And so. Because that, that also that took had, like forever. I'm not no, going to lie, it, but it, it took like probably three years <laughs> for it. I'm just, between you and I, it, folks. It, it, between you but and we, I, that Home Depot bag was sitting on. The, I'm just, I'm just being honest. I mean, we're calling each other out. I'm gonna call you ass out. The Home Depot bag was sitting on the little cabinet we've been with out, the receipts for like I don't know six months. I'm just saying before a hey, hey, pre-COVID, hey, pre-COVID. If you hear it, oh. <laughs> don't mind it. <laughs> Anyhow, it was it was taken care of during a time that was needed yeah. versus a time where. Just do it for the sake of doing it because I just want to give you another task to do because that's my love language and it turns me on. Wait, man, are you talking shit about me right now? That is my love language, though. <laughs> so, no, I, 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 there was a time to get it done and that was the time and it's done. It's yeah. Completed. Thank you, Jesus. Now yeah. we can actually wash our hands yeah. outside. Yeah. We don't have Instead to walk. I don't, bring your hands I don't have yeah. this like too far. It's like, yeah, what am I trying? If I'm trying to get my steps in, I'm all about it. But if I'm not, I need to go outside. Right, ladies? Moving on. So, so yes, my emergency isn't your emergency. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where I think, no, I'm not going to say I think. This is where I know a lot of women and men lose each other. So one thing that somebody said to me, and it was, it was a male. And he said, men fear women leaving. So we'll wait until it gets so bad and we hear divorces on the table. Mm-hmm. Or we wait until it's so bad that she starts crying. Mm-hmm. Or we wait till it's so bad that she's no longer talking to me. 
Because we don't see it that bad. Yeah. Like, and I was You having... don't see it as bad as the woman sees it. Like, it's like, women are very emotional creatures. Yeah. And men are not. Yeah. And so, like, a guy would be like, really, you're crying over that? It's not even that bad, not that big of a deal. And then that turns into like, okay, now this is the norm. She's going she's gonna to cry over this or she's going to get upset about mm-hmm. this and and then just blow it off. And that goes on day after day. Days turn into months or years. And eventually it goes where, look, I'm tired of this shit and I'm ready to pack my bags and go and we're, we're done. And then it's that at that point that the man realizes, holy shit, this whole time she was serious. Yeah. And this was really bothering her. Now I have to take her serious. And I didn't know that it was this, this serious. Yeah. So it's, it's just, how do I you guys that, miss the mark? Like, cause that's a big, so yeah. I, I, part of it is, is like, you're blind to all the, the signal, all the things that are like indicating all the indicators mm-hmm. blind to all those indicators. And, um, the things that are telling you, like, Things aren't going well. I mean, you know, what is what is your sex life like? Is that starting to go down the damn drain? Um, are you, like, in public? Is it a facade? Are you, like, in front of friends, like, faking that you're happy when in reality you're not? Conversations are short or they may not even be conversations at all or even sleeping together anymore in the same bed. Um yeah. You know, are there any ever signs of affection? Like all those things, like little by little, are those are the things that you used to have? Are they starting to dwindle and go away? Um, those are the, those should be those telltale signs that say, you know, she's calm. She's, she's about to end this shit, and I need to figure this out. And if that's the case, then yes, as a man, put your goddamn pride aside and go to go to fix it. Do something because you're about to lose her. And you may not get her back. Yeah. Ladies, it's time for a masterclass. And I want to personally invite you. This is a free class and I'm offering it live on three different days to accommodate everyone's schedule. I just don't want anyone to miss out on this amazing offer. I see a lot of women get stuck in this loophole of attempting to be everything to everyone and spin all of these plates. Most of them are left feeling resentful, overwhelmed, and frustrated. They know they want something better, but they just don't know how to get it or even what it is. So I'm hosting a masterclass for women just like you. In this masterclass, you'll learn how to balance your own needs and family responsibilities without the guilt, how to shift your mindset so you're not so reactive, and how to check in and connect with your husband. If you're ready for change, then join me in my masterclass where I teach you how to increase connection and conversations with your husband. Go to www.empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash masterclass. Looking forward to seeing you there. So I challenged, he's one of my clients, I challenged him and I asked him why, like, you notice these things going on. Mm-hmm. He answered the same way, which always does this. Pride. Yeah. Well, he didn't, he didn't know it was pride. He had no idea it was pride. Mm-hmm. He's just like, well, I know it's going to get better. And if I just fix what she's telling me to fix, then it'll be done. We'll be good to go. As are fixers. Hell yeah. So that's where he would go. He would go straight into, I'm going to go out and fix it. And then it'll be cool. But then she goes back to her normal routine, doing everything. So, I mean, I'm going to let her do it. I'm gonna, She's doing it anyway. And she criticizes me when I do it. And so he was talking about falling into that pattern. And he also said, um, he also had mentioned that, what did he say? I wrote it down. He thought, if I just do things differently, then everything would work out. I always thought everything would work out. And then now I'm here sitting in front of a therapist fighting for my marriage. And I look at her and I asked her, cause we're, we were doing couples therapy and I asked her, why did you allow it to get this far? And she immediately took the defense, right? She was like, wait a minute, girl. I thought you were on my side. And it's like, no, I'm not on either of your sides. Why did you allow it, allow it to go this far? And what her reply was, I thought he knew what I was saying. 
I thought by me complaining it in this or complaining about this in this way, he really knew that I was, I was, I was at my limit. Or another thing, another thing I hear women say is, well, I just thought it would get better when Mm -hmm. it would get better when we're financially stable. It'll get better when we actually go on dates. It'll get better when we start to have sex. It'll get better when, you know, we sit down and have these deep conversations. And I asked her, how long have you been saying it'll get better when? Ladies, how long have you been saying it'll get better when? And she replied, 10 years. Mm -hmm. I'd say part of that is is from both, both parties is perception and assumption. It's perception that things are going to get better or that what's, you know, a big complaint to you isn't a big complaint to me. Yeah. And as a man, it's, you know, uh, we, we can get over this. Yeah. We're going to be fine. Just she'll, she'll, she'll snap out of it. That's just being like, okay, seeing that their assumption that everything is okay. Yeah. It's not. Um, and then the other assumption too, from, from, I would say the woman's perspective is yeah. that like, he should know better. He should know that things yes. aren't, that yes. things aren't, what the way that they're supposed to be and that he's going to lose me if he doesn't fix these things or he's not willing to work on a relationship because when things are not getting better, we are not okay. Yeah. So one thing that I appreciate about both of us, and I'm not going to say it happens every single argument because it doesn't, but I'm going to go over a few techniques on what couples can do, what women can do. And I say women because I got to be honest. It starts with you. I know that sucks. I, I'm aware of it, but it does. Why? So answer that question. Why does it always have to start with us? Why do I got to say, you know what? Hey, we need to do work on our marriage. Hey, you know what? Our kids are failing in school. Hey, you know what? This isn't working. Like, why do we have to be the ones that seek out help? What's wrong with you guys? Why don't you do it? Uh, be honest. I, I would say because guys, it's, I would say it's, for me, it's not in a man's nature to say we need it. Like if they're saying that, it's because it's too late. The men, where, yeah, where oh. where a woman is going to recognize those things early because they they see love, I think, differently. Where a man, a lot, most men don't even know how to show love or show, you know, be romantic or do things like that. That you know, for them, it's all like some may not be the romantic type. So women are going to notice like when things are starting to go awry and where, you know, they're, they're no longer showing affection. Maybe there's indications of, um, you know, they're starting to fall out of, out of love with one another. Um, maybe there's assumptions of, of, um, side relationships that are going on or, um, whatever, like the, the like relationship for, the man? Is, is for either one that that are, they're going in either direction and the woman to me in my opinion is going to be the one that recognizes those things and says something versus the guy the guy may say nah we'll, we'll get over this we'll, we'll we don't we don't need to do anything i don't need to bring this up we're going to be fine and act like it doesn't even exist so void he'll go yes, straight to avoidance um yeah and and I think still that's to me is all part of the the level of pride and just the machismo yeah um just a man's human nature just trying to be macho and and act like you know being tough and that we're going to be okay things are going to be fine it's not as bad as you you are making it seem i think the other part from what i hear from men is it can't be this bad because if it's this bad then i'm failing yeah and i don't know how many men that have come to my office that have been divorced before have said it was so embarrassing to tell my parents I'm getting a divorce. It was so that bingo. Cause I love, yes, every single guy, Mm -hmm. every single guy that I've ever done. I've been in therapy with. They've all said that like going up to my parents and telling them I'm getting a divorce is damn near like saying I totally screwed up in life and I'm a complete failure. Mm -hmm. And this next marriage or the next relationship, I don't even want to freaking think about because I would say because most men are competitive. So it's like, uh, you you see it, you see it almost like a game. Like it's, you either win or you lose. You just lost. Oh. And, you know, so seeing it in a competitive nature, like that's your 
relationship, that your marriage is that you're losing this battle is not going to be something that you're going to be proud to to say or to own up uh, to own own up to. I didn't even think about that. So I, I think that's that's I agree. Part, that's part of to me. That's part of it. Um, I holy crap! I you know I never. I'm just being honest right now. I'm kind of having like this light bulb moment. I know men are competitive, but I didn't attach the two. And that's help. That's helpful for me when I'm meeting with men. I know that there. I I knew there there was pride. I knew that they really didn't understand what was going on with regards to emotions, and I knew that they wanted just go to straight to fixing. And because they didn't know how to fix it, they went to avoidance. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how to deal with this, so I'm just going to shove this under the rug and pretend like everything's fine. Check out, and then check in when the air is cleared. But you're right; it is that competitive nature, and so they go straight into. We can't look at that right now. Keep on moving. You're crying. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You don't cry. Like we're going to figure this or, out. Or let me fix it by buying flowers or whatever. This will yeah. make it go away or let's have sex or let me make her dinner. Cause I don't make her dinner. I don't do any of that stuff. So let me do something off, off the cuff that I normally don't do that. Maybe she nags me for it. And maybe that little bandaid will fix it. And that's, those are some of the things that they'll try to do like in a panic. Um, just to think that maybe this will fix it. Yeah. And this will, it'll be okay for, for a little while. And, and it may, uh, it may work for a bit, but then they start going back to their, their old, old habits. Yeah, their old ways. Oh, my because God, Because yeah. the win was, I got the wife. I have the trophy. I've already won. I have the marriage. The loss is at the end when you realize you were never winning to begin with. And that you may have won in the beginning, but the relationship, it's a relationship isn't, isn't a sprint. It's a marathon. So you're constantly trying to you know, make, make things, um, you know, you're mending things as they fall apart. You're, yeah. you're, you know, try trying to reinvent yourself and, and grow and learn, um, with each other. That's so spot on. And so how can we, how can we le- alleviate this, right? How can we remove this altogether? And so how I usually do this in my practice and then the people that I coach is mm-hmm. I teach people how to listen, to understand, because if you're able to listen to understand, you're actually hearing what the other person's saying. Don't get me wrong. I, I struggle with this every now and then, especially when I'm feeling so passionate about something. It takes me a while to come back. Mm-hmm. Why are you looking at me like that, right? Because it's true. It does. I feel so passionate about it. I want you to feel passionate about it. And when you're like dismissive about it, that's it. I'm throwing you in the pool, drop kicking you. I don't care if I'm 5'2", I'm climbing a ladder. We both know that. I know, but a woman could always dream, all right? A woman can always dream. So, ladies, I'm going to teach you how to listen to understand. But before I I teach you, I want to ask you three questions. One of the main things is, you'll tell me, how do I listen to understand without being so defensive? This is why I'm going to ask you three questions. The first question If you haven't grabbed a damn pen and paper, ladies, have I taught you nothing? Grab a pen and paper because I really want you to write this down. And if you haven't grabbed your husband yet, girl, push pause, rewind the damn thing, replay the tape because you're going to want him to listen. Right? Wouldn't you want to listen to this? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Right? All right. So. Grab his ass. You'll get his attention. (laughs) (laughs) Grab his ass. Really? That's all we need to do. Oh, that's what Grab I his and start walking. Then he's gonna chase you. Think that there's something else more. <laughs> and then he's gonna vent with our voices. You're yeah. like, what the hell? It's a bull. You baited me. <laughs> All right. So, question number one: What is the message you just received when your partner was talking? I'm gonna repeat that question. What is the message you just received when your partner was talking? What did you hear him say? Because when Willie and I are talking. What I tend to hear him say, even though he's not saying it, but where I go right away is, it's not important to me. Leave me alone. Go away. That's what I hear him say. He's not saying that. He's telling me probably something like, I will get to it later. I'm not going to make your emergency my emergency. Oh, my God. I swear to God, ladies, when he says that, I'm like, oh, my God. Hope girl's about to catch a case. She's about to catch a case because it's true. But I don't want him to say that out loud. Like, don't tell me that. So right away, it's like, oh, God dang it. He's using these words that I know is healthy. And I don't want to be healthy right now. I just want to scream at you. So 
I have to come, I have to play back the tape. I have to pause and I have to think about, okay, what is going on? What is going on right now? What is he trying to tell me? Well, he's trying to tell me, what were you saying? That damn phrase again. I literally fleshed it out. Like after you said it, like, da da da. Um, an emergency on your part doesn't constitute one of mine. Yeah. You, you know why? Because you say it low. And so I like. An emergency on your part. Yeah. Does not constitute one of mine. Okay. It doesn't help when you point fingers. All right. Like that finger's about to be broken. All right. We're, we're about to get the cops called on us. This couple's over here arguing. Let's go. Let's go. Move on. <laughs> all right. So what is the message you receive? That's first. I already gave you an example. Question number two. Why is this moment? Is this conversation, why is it so triggering? What do I mean by triggering? What I mean by triggering is how is it invoking? How is it bringing up some form of pain that you've experienced in the past? What is this reminding you of? That's how you know it's a trigger. A trigger is an emotional wound that has not been healed yet. And so it's brought back up to life and it's completely exposed. So what is it? How is this triggering you? Right? And so for me, it's triggering me because whenever I would go up to my mom and dad, mom, I love you. Dad, I love you too. Whenever I'd go up to my dad and say, dad, hey, check this out. The first thing I would hear is, Veronica, what is that going to do for me? And it was like so heart-wrenching. It was like I was coming coming up to you with good stuff. Or I would have something to say. And it would be completely dismissed, especially I'm about to get like all vulnerable and being up in here, especially when it had to deal with my dad's addiction. There were times when we would have family meetings and I would want to share everything. Like literally I was like 10 or 11 years old trying to host a family meeting, a family intervention. So my dad would stop using. And I remember just being, ma, it's okay. It's okay. Veronica, just you're all hyper. Cause I I was hyper when I was a kid. Um, I'm still hyper now, (laughs) but um, that would always get like told, just calm down, calm down. And so right away, it was this message that I had received of me not being enough. And then second, that was a, an emotion. That was an emotional trigger that I hadn't healed. So that's why whenever Willie, when he and I were in our beginning years, that's why it would trigger me so much. It triggers me now, but I'm able to come back from it because I have worked on it. My last question, do you feel exposed Insecure, rejected, or judged. Circle one. And I want you to think about what is the emotion you're experiencing in that moment? Frustration, rage, insecure. Like, what is it? Identify it. And now I'm going to teach you, I'm going to teach you how to listen to understand. So as you heard Willie and I talking right now, right? I actually listened to what he had to say. And I heard him. How do you know I heard him? Because I repeated what he said. And a good rule of thumb is when your husband's talking, right? Or whoever's whoever's talking, like let's say, you know, um, let's say they have the ruler, right? They have the they have the mic. So that person that has the mic has the full say and they get to go out and talk. And you guys can come up with like a timer of two minutes. They got two minutes to go out and plead their case until the mic gets taken from them. So Willie had so much time to go out and plead his case. After I grabbed the mic back, not to react, ladies. We're not going to react based off our emotions. I grabbed the mic back because now I'm going to spend those exact two minutes repeating and clarifying what the hell he said to me, just so I understand his point of view. I already can hear you saying, wait a minute, two minutes is too damn long. I just want to tell him how I feel. Yeah, how's that working for you? It's not. And that's not necessarily listening. So for listening to understand, we're pushing the pause button on what we want to say. So while they're talking, freaking take notes, take notes. He brought up this point. He brought up this point. You don't have to write a whole thing on what you want to say next. Hell no. Write down his points. Believe me, ladies, when it's your turn to talk, oh, you're going to remember everything you want to say to him, but it's just not going to come out in a defensive manner. Once you're able to go ahead and get clarity, you then ask any questions. Hey, you know what? Did I understand that right? Like I said with the um, the smoke detector. So wait a minute. You do care about us. 
wait a minute, your your thought, your brain automatically goes to the 50,000 fire alarms we have and the 50,000 fire extinguishers you have. That's correct. Right? So I asked you, oh, because all this time I was just thinking of this was our only one. Mm-hmm. Right? Which then, what what ended up happening for us on your end? The minute I was able to ask for clarity. I realized you were catastrophizing at the time and I had to bring you back to reality to, re- to let you know that we are going to be okay. There are more fire alarms in this house. Yeah. And it'll get done. Bingo. So Just not right now. Yeah. So you were able to understand my stance. Yes. And my guard was down. I wasn't like defensive or anything, which meant where were you at? Um, I was heightened too. Like when you start coming at me, I, I, you know, it's uh, what is it called? A fight, flight or or freeze, whatever it is. Yeah. Fight, Um, fight or freeze. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm a therapist. It's It's a therapist coming at me. So, so it's like when you go up um, and you, when you come at hot with high emotion, sometimes don't get upset if you're met with the same high emotion back. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what ends up happening in, in most arguments is that. You know, one person is coming at them crazy. Hot. The other person ends up firing back, and then it's like, "Why are we? Why are you? Why are you yelling at me?" Yeah, well, it's because of how it all started. Yeah. So this is right now. Have you a know, conversation. Bingo! With our conversation, I was able to listen to you. So the minute I was able to ask you questions, where was your emotion? Where were you at? I was able to answer and provide clarifying, a clarifying answer. Yeah. That was respect, respectful, and. It was able to provide, you know, the answer that you wanted. Yeah. Versus. And it's not always, it's not always the answer I want, right? Correct. But it's also, it's, it's a lot of times it's the delivery. Yeah. So ladies, write down what he's saying, write down his points because you're going to, you're going to explain to him. Okay. You got the mic. You got two minutes and put the timer on. I'm going to have the same two minutes, but I'm going to clarify what you said. And then it'll go into your two minutes. This is not your moment to shine. Don't do that. Willie was talking about pride and how men men carry a bunch of pride. Women, I'm going to call you out. You do the same thing. Mm -hmm. You go in. Okay. um, Calm down. Calm down. So women, you do the same thing, you know, and I'll admit I do that too. And so it's bringing it back and recognizing, wait a minute. What do I want the end result to look like? For me, it was I wanted that smoke detector up. But more importantly, what do I really want? What's the big picture? I want my husband and I to connect. I don't want to walk on eggshells. I don't want to end this conversation where we avoid each other for three days because that just sucks. I don't want I don't want that. So if I don't want that, then I need to follow these rules. Ladies, the last thing, the last thing you do is if you say something that you wish you could take back, then own it. Own it. I don't care if your husband's doing that. Don't care right now. I'm totally focused on you. If you say something that you wish you could take back, then own it. The minute you're able to say, hey, you know what? I was out of line. I just said something I was totally disrespectful. He might still be up, right? He might still have his emotions about it, but you're changing the way you guys have a conversation. And so guess what's going to happen? He's going to let down his guard. He's probably going to be hurt, right? That's okay. But he's going to be more inclined to listen to you versus doing what he does, which might be avoiding, shutting down, or just blows up just so he could stop talking. And then he goes to sleep and acts like nothing's wrong. We're trying to avoid that. So those are the rules to listen, to understand. Where you guys go from there Give an example of how trying to do it, but passive aggressive, like maybe smart ass comments. What oh. what would a response sound like? So you, so somebody that's trying to do this approach, yeah. and go, well, I I said it, but I also give a dagger, a dagger, also gut. Okay, so here, I'm gonna give you so one right now. I got example. you. I got so you. That I got you. Know because it does happen. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't okay. So. An example would be something along the lines of, okay, so wait a minute. So what you're saying is, is that right? Is that right? You're saying this? Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. You're saying, okay, fine. You think that's important? Cool. Okay. That's being passive aggressive. Totally being passive aggressive. Pay attention to the tone. Pay attention to your mannerisms. Right? And then 
Are you really listening? Or are you just waiting for you to grab the damn mic and be honest with yourself? So it appears as if, yeah, I'm following through with this exercise. That's the passive part. But the aggressive part is I'm trying to hurry you up and I'm doing it in a condescending, manipulative way so that I could get the damn mic back. That's the aggressive part. And that's not just for the girl. That's also for the guy, too. Hell, really. yes. Because it could work in either either way. And it does. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, because I know you men are up in here, too. I want to tell you, I'm first off, I'm so proud of you. You guys listened to the entire episode. We got through it. Willie and I didn't die. Like, we didn't kill each other. Thank you, Jesus. So, I want to personally invite you to my master class. I have a few dates coming up. One is coming up this Tuesday, ladies. This Tuesday, we have our first masterclass, and that is on the 27th. Super excited. And it's at 12.30. I'm sorry. It's not at 12.30. It's at 1.30. I'm going to get my life together. It's at 1.30 Pacific Standard Time. I will be having another masterclass on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And in this lesson, I will teach you three simple steps to connect with your husband and have conversations with him. Three simple steps. They're very, very easy. I'm super excited. This is going to be about an hour-long masterclass because I want to make sure I teach you and I go through slides and you guys have a really good understanding of how to do this. And then the last about 15 minutes is when I'm going to be doing a Q&A. So you'll be able to ask me whatever questions you have. And I'll provide you with my honest answers. Question that I've been asked a lot is, can I invite my husband? Can he listen in? Hell to the yes. Invite him. It's going to be awesome. If whatever questions he has, guess what? I'm going to be answering those questions too. It'll be a helpful class for the two of you to take so we can start to build up that connection. Babe, thank you so much for jumping on here with me. Thank you. I'm okay. going to jump on you a little bit later. <laughs> Capitalize on that smoke detector. <laughs> All right, you guys. Have a good one. Bye. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Empowered and Unapologetic is part of the Practice of the Practice Podcast Network, a family of podcasts that change the world. To hear other podcasts like the Bomb Mom Podcast, Beta Male Revolution, or Imperfect Thriving, go to practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. This is given with the understanding that neither the host, practice of the practice, or the guests are providing legal, mental health, or other professional information. If you need a professional, you should find one. Hey there. This is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision 
of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect, deep down, that glass, or three, of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.